Hey, y'all. Hey, Jello. Welcome back to another episode of Six Feet Forever Ever. I'm part host, Ebony. I'm Shantae. And we are so happy that you are listening to our 24th episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. yes. Guys, this is going to be a mini episode because mm-hmm. life, life yeah. is life in right now. But yes, sir. We're, we're just so excited that we were able to to make it happen this week because sh- shit was looking bleak. We were <laughs> we were hanging on by a thread. Didn't but know we pushed through an episode. But yes, hey. we pushed through. Love one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yes. I, mean, I haven't actually gotten to speak that much because now she's traveling a little bit. So <laughs> this will be a conversation in real time of what's Uh-oh. going on. Oh my what's gosh. <laughs> so you so so you want to tell the people what, what you've been doing? Oh, right now I'm just in Chicago. It's my brother's uh my brother's having a baby. Um and so he had a surprise baby shower. For his lovely girl and so my other brother and I and our other brother listen that's another story for another day <laughs> came and we supported him and everything like that so it's really nice baby shower and everybody was sweet and welcoming and whatnot except for this one dude that I <laughs> I guess I went to middle school with him in the sixth grade and I don't mm-hmm. have any mem- I don't have any recollection of it. Like I don't remember it at all. And pause. What was he doing there? His okay. So his brother is Demarco's best friend. Okay. Yeah. So his brother's name is Ahmed, and his name is Mohammed. And mm-hmm. so I walked up to Mohammed because he looks exactly like Ahmed. Oh, when okay. I knew Ahmed as DeMarco's friend. So right. this is ten plus years ago. And so I was like, Oh, hey Ahmed. He's like, Who? And I mean, I guess that was a big mistake for him because he was well, upset like, what do you the mean, whole. Who? Like your brother's name is not Ahmed. He's like, I don't know who that is, and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And but I could, I didn't remember him. Like, first of all, I have really poor memory anyway. So <laughs> I don't know who. I was like, I was like, I thought you were your brother, and he was like, No, he's on his way. I was like, Okay. So I but thought so that. Then was, why did he act like he did not know who the fuck Ahmed could have possibly been? It it makes sense with the rest of the story. Guy's okay, an asshole. Sorry, no worries. He's just an asshole. <laughs> honestly, there is no explanation besides that. Um, then so we're sitting down, and he just like keeps he just keeps saying these little jabs at me and stuff like if I were half as prideful as you or I was like you do you know me sir did I and and then it started to come back I was like no 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 I remember you you were mean you were mean to me. So I'm trying to figure out why you're being such an asshole to me. Oh, and then he was like, like right now, a like right now, at a, my brother's baby shower. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is your this issue? This is supposed to be a joyful time. What the fuck are you doing? Truly. This is so weird. And then he continues and he's like, he doesn't believe COVID is real. I was like, oh, but you probably believe COVID is real. You live in Hollywood. And I was like, you got one more time, sir. I had to check him. I was like, you got one more time to make some little sly ass jab at me and we're gonna squabble right here i'll show you that i'm from chicago and i'm jamaican like is that what you want that's what you want like you're <laughs> fucking annoying so yeah that was just a weird weird thing and i have no idea so weird. i have no idea what his deal was girl i have no idea like the last time you saw him in sixth grade you swerved him or something like what i must have seen him in high school too but i just don't i don't remember i remember his face i remember that yeah, I remember who he is, who was, and like what he's about. But like, sir, 
I got to remember like, sir, I don't know what I ate yesterday. Like, please do not (laughs) come at me with no bullshit and don't come with this energy. I really wanted to just like pop him on one good time, but I, I had to. Hell no, we rebuke this. Yes, but other than that, it was lovely. They played vi- they played um, games and whatnot, like guess the belly. So it was like string that you had to like test and see how big the belly is. Mm-hmm. Deny one. <laughs> of course weird, he did. weird. That's my brother. Of course he did. And then my Dante was the second person to win, and I was like, "What in the world?" I was like, "I get Dante. Dante's got like three kids." I'm like that makes sense. Deny, you should that know. Was the sleeper. Yeah, Deny was the. I mean, he was like on the money money i was like i i don't know how big i think pregnant women are <laughs> i got body that's murphy or something because my shit could have wrapped around that lady twice so i'm like sorry that's not that is not what i i think of you i promise i just that wasn't sure when the game becomes an insult yeah she was like gosh i'm sorry guys I'm not that big i'm like sis it's not you it's it's just my coping mechanism we got to make sure that i don't fall pregnant sis <laughs> Well, I also didn't realize, I didn't realize it was a surprise for her. Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I have the footage of that show. I'll show you. And then what else did we play? Oh, they played like this feeding game. It was the guys like feeding Mm -hmm. each other. So one of them had like blindfold on and he had to be feeding the other person. So they had to be like staring them and showing them like what direction, telling them what direction their mouths are to get the food. One of them was ham and gravy. Ew. The other one was peas. And if you know me, you know peas. Oh, like, like with baby food. Oh, yeah. It was like purified baby food. <laughs> I was like, what is yeah. what? Baby shower games are weird, bro. Ham and gravy? Oh, no. That's disgusting. Absolutely That's disgusting. really hurtful. Take that shit off the market now. Yeah. What was the other one? It was great. Oh, one of them had banana. And the other ones were like, you gave them banana. If you don't know, banana is the best flavor. Banana period. is bomb. Banana, Let me tell you something. I bought, a ba- I bought a banana baby food three weeks ago and ate that shit with so Did much you? delight. Shaking my head. <laughs> it was just as delicious as it's always been. That shit is bomb. Banana yeah. and pear. And then if you mix oh, that shit together, get shit. the fuck out. Get out. It's so good. That's dessert right there. For sure. I haven't even seen anybody feed any a baby any baby food anymore. I feel like they just go straight to wanting your fries and stuff. <laughs> I've yeah, it's been a minute. I actually haven't been around a baby in a while though. I live. Ba- yeah, same. I'm over here like yeah, I haven't seen it. Are babies getting greedier? Who knows? No, they just getting skipping to the good stuff. I don't blame them. <laughs> Shine on, baby. Shine on. You also have so if you guys haven't seen on our page yet. Yes. Ebony did just did a reading for Black Women Are Scary. Yeah. Which shout is- out to them. Shout out to them. They're this dope ass. Is it? It's a podcast, right? Yes, it is a podcast. Okay. There are black women authors who are writing horror stories and then they have black women read the stories on the podcast. It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. You should check them out. But yeah, what's the name? What was the name of your story? Tika Zika. Did you get to hear it yet? I didn't listen yet. I'm going to listen to it today or tomorrow. I, I think it's just kind of like a play on like COVID and like our biggest fears exasperated okay. and... No, I, I think it's really fun. It's really, <laughs> I don't want to give it away because it's like, it's got so many different nuances and stuff like that to it, but it's, it's cute. And I like, I liked reading. It was tough trying to remember breath placement and things from college. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this hurts. And like, you're literally giving your lungs a workout <laughs> while doing right. that. Oh my God. My chest hurt the next day for my lungs hurt oh, the next really? day for sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so Absolutely. excited. I'm so excited to listen. Absolutely. I'm over here telling everybody else to listen to it and a bitch hasn't even listened to it. But I'm going to do was, it. <laughs> thank I'm busy, you, thank but you. I'm going to do it. 
thank you thank you but yeah my no my chest was hurting but it's up it wasn't I it was posted on Friday and it took a while for it to get up on Apple Music which is why a lot of people hit me back and said like oh they weren't sure but it's up now okay. on Apple Music and anywhere podcasts are found so okay perfect they have some really creepy stories on there so if you like creepy shit which if you're listen to us you probably do probably do um <laughs> to an extent like some creepy things but it's a dope um podcast for sure and i listened to another one the one right before mine and i listened to the second episode because these mm-hmm. were twos that she was giving me references to and it was very creepy and <laughs> <laughs> just listen to all of them actually because they're really good talented actors as well yeah these seriously. stories and arthur's i'm wow incredible speaking of creepy okay so i'm so i'm put up in an apartment here in this mm-hmm. theater right mm-hmm. and so at night and shit like that i'm the only one here Mm-mm. and it's an enormous let me tell you something it's an enormous <laughs> theater building like it's yeah. obviously there's the, the stage and whatnot but there is like it is like a labyrinth of a building so even i get i get lost if i try to walk up somewhere by myself during rehearsal and stuff at night though it's just me and i have to like, go downstairs and cut on the alarm and then like come back up bro i'm hearing things all night and it's like I realize it's a very old building yeah, and I'm not like, trying to like put that. I'm not even trying to put myself in that mind space that there's like something in here with me or whatever. I don't have time. I don't have time. But it always sounds like somebody is banging on the roof or on the walls from the outside or walking around on these creaky ass floorboards. And I'm like, I can't, I can't be bothered. I'm going to ask if it's haunted when I'm leaving, but not today. Not, like, not today. My heart can't take it because I'd be in this motherfucker alone. And it's huge. It oh was no. Like, I'm very actually impressed with myself that I haven't had a panic attack about it because you know I don't like shit like that. I know. Not in my life, I don't. Hey, so hate it had to be you, sis. Girl, I already aired this shit out with some Palo Santo. Like I'm I don't have the I don't have the capacity to deal with it right now. I got things to do. I hate it had so, to be you. Mm-mm. I know. Mm-mm. I know. It's cute. It's very cute in here, <laughs> I know. I'm looking at the exposed brick behind you. Like, um <laughs> Ex- you know we love it. You know what? But it is very, you know, this shit is probably like I don't know, maybe a hundred years old. We're in Atlanta. She's old. Absolutely, you know absolutely I mean? so, haunted. Absolutely. I don't know. 1920s. Uh, and then I can see, so this adjacent building here that I think might actually also be attached to this building, there's windows down below that I can see into at night. And there's yeah. like a dim light that's on. And I just sometimes stare at it, just like waiting for something to pop up in the window. What? I'm like, see, you need help. No, you are. You do need help. You do need help. You're basically calling these things upon yourself. But no, that is like my biggest. Okay, I don't know. That is a thing that I do. Like if I walk past like an old house or whatever, and I like, I just always look up at the window. I'm like, what if somebody just like popped popped up in the window? It's like some real scary movie shit that I always, I don't know. My mind is always going like that. I'm troubled, but it's, it's creepy. I'm living in a ghost story, I think, but. Yeah, you're living in my worst, worst (laughs) possible scenario right now. <laughs> oh my god uh, okay mm. so <laughs> blessed be i'm trying to stay safe here. But oh my god speaking what? of did you catch up catch up on handmaids girl i don't watch that show oh that shit is stressful to me listen that's you need to that's what you need to do is to i don't catch really want to do that first of all no girl because you said blessed be and i thought i was like oh this we can talk oh we can (laughs) we can discuss maybe maybe when i finish um with the show i'll binge it the way i did game of thrones remember how i oh yes caught up real like in a fucking like month i watched that whole series you did well 
I did. I was pleased. But maybe I will. But it just sounds really traumatic. And I don't know if I'm trying to watch it's, this show. Because it sounds a little bit close to home. It's traumatic. But it, it, it it's so well done. Okay. So, you know. Elizabeth Moss is great mm-hmm. um, in general. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad to have to watch it. But I just... You guys' reactions and shit, I'm just like... I don't even, Crazy. I don't even know if I want to see it. Yes. <laughs> you need to. But maybe I'll put that on my list. <laughs> I wanted to do an update. You did a story, I don't remember what episode it was, but about the young woman in the army, Vanessa Guillen, who mm-hmm. was murdered. So there's an article out now that says the U.S. Army investigation finds Vanessa Guillen was sexually harassed. The harassment was not by the soldier who allegedly murdered her. Yeah, this has been a long-awaited investigation. She was killed. Was that... Was that... No, that was 2020. That was. Yeah. Well, that's right? when the story surfaced, so I believe so, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's not that long. It feels like it was 100 years ago, but... It, they determined that she was sexually harassed by a supervisor, as her family had previously claimed, and that the leaders in her unit at Fort Hood, Texas, did not take appropriate action after she stepped forward. And it says, 21 soldiers have now been reprimanded or disciplined as a result of their handling of the Guillen case, and investigators have also found that the incidents of harassment were not related to Guillen's murder and were not carried out by the fellow soldier who was alleged to have killed her in 2020. <sighs> She's so much trauma, so much trauma. It's just so much. And I know that this is a a reality for so many women in the military. Mm-hmm. I know. And so it's just, it's it's kind of overwhelming to think of like all the, just so many systems in the country that it, there's just corruption on every level. It's, it's like you just can't escape it. And this is obviously something that needs to be tended to immediately. Mm-hmm. But who knows if they will. It's such a... I feel, well, I don't want to say it's male. I think it's safe to say the military is male-dominated still. I'm sure, yeah. Absolutely. But just another situation where the system failed a person that, you know, she's literally serving the country and couldn't get assistance when she needed it. And then it, you know, it led to something much more terrible. And so I, I just, my heart really goes out to that girl's family. It's insane. <sighs> there are no words. Yeah. Um, Some good news in the black entertainment community this week. I don't know if you saw this. Deadline reported that Natasha Rothwell, who plays Kelly on Insecure, if you're not familiar with Insecure, please check that out. But yes, um, (laughs) I don't know how you couldn't be at this point. But Kelly is oftentimes I mean, it's a funny ass show, but she's oftentimes the comic relief. She's hilarious. Mm -hmm. But so Natasha Rothwell has signed a multi-year overall deal with ABC Signature in conjunction with Disney General Entertainment's BIPOC creator initiative led by Tara Duncan. Rothwell will develop new projects for television via her Big Hattie Productions. And the deal was reportedly worth eight figures. Coins! Give her her coins! Wow, eight figures. Yes, my God. Good for her. And then I believe that you said this the other day to me that Dominique Fishback. Yes. And if you're not familiar with her, she just played Fred Hampton's wife girlfriend, wife, spouse in Mm -hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. And so she is going to be in the new Transformers. Yes. uh, Anthony Ramos. Leading. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. We love to see it. We love to see it. So that's some good news. And in the interest of keeping it cute and short, should Mm -hmm. we get started? Sure. 
Let's do it. Shout out to those ladies. I mean, you know, it's great. It's very great to hear. <laughs> no, see. exactly. Seeing and, and knowing that it's achievable and continues to be more frequent. It's great. Growth. All right. So we're going to learn about the murder of Stephen Lawrence. Stephen Lawrence was born in Greenwich District Hospital on September 13th, 1974, to Jamaican parents who migrated to the UK in the 60s. His father is Neville Lawrence, then a carpenter, and his mother, Doreen, then a special needs teacher, brought him up in Plumstead, southeast London. He was the eldest of three children, the others being Stuart and Georgina. During his teenage years, Lawrence excelled in running, competing for local Cambridge athletic clubs, appeared as an extra in Denzel Washington's film for Queen and Country. At the time of his death, he was studying technology and physics at Blackheath Blue Coat School and English language and literature at Woolridge College and was hoping to become an architect. Lawrence had spent Thursday, 22nd of April, 1993 at Blackheath Blue Coat School. After school, he visited shops in Lewisham, then traveled by bus to an uncle's house in Grove Park. He was joined there by Dwayne Brooks, and they were playing video games until about 10 o'clock. After realizing that the 268 bus on which they were both traveling home would be late, they decided to change for either the 161 bus route or the 122 on Well Hall Road. Lawrence and Brooks arrived at the bus stop on Well Hall Road at 10.25 p.m. Lawrence walked along Well Hall Road to the junction of Dixon Road to see if he could see a bus coming and then went back towards the bus stop. Brooks was still on Well Hall Road between Dixon Road and the roundabout with Westchester Way and West Horn Avenue. Brooks saw a group of five or six white youths crossing Rochester Way on the opposite side of the street near the area of the zebra crossing and moved towards them. At or just after 10.38 p.m., he called out to ask whether Lawrence saw the bus coming. Brooks claimed that he heard one of Lawrence's assailants saying, What? What, nigger? As they all quickly crossed the road and engulfed Lawrence. The attackers forced Lawrence to the ground, then stabbed him to a death of about five inches on both sides in the right collarbone and left shoulder. Both wounds severed the auxiliary arteries before penetrating a lung. Lawrence lost all feeling in his right arm and his breathing was constricted while he was losing blood from four major blood vessels. Brooks began running and shouted for Lawrence to run to escape with him. While the attackers disappeared down Dickinson Road, Brooks and Lawrence ran to the direction of Shooter's Hill. Lawrence collapsed after running 130 yards before he bled to death. The pathologist recorded that Lawrence managing to run this distance with a partially collapsed lung was a testimony to his physical fitness. Brooks ran to call an ambulance while an off-duty police officer stopped his car and covered Lawrence with a blanket. Lawrence was taken to Brook General Hospital by 11.05 p.m., but he was already dead. There were three witnesses. All three witnesses at the bus stop at the time of the attack said in statements that the attack was sudden and short, although none of them were able to identify the suspects. In the days following Lawrence's murder, several residents came forward to provide names of suspects, and an anonymous note was left on a police car windshield and in a telephone box naming a local gang as the five main suspects. 
The suspects were Gary Dobson, brothers Neil and Jamie Accord, Luke Knight, and David Norris. In February of 1999, officers investigating the handling of the initial inquiry revealed that a woman who might have been a vital witness had phoned to detective three times within the first few days after the killing and appealed for her to contact them again. The five suspects were previously involved in racist knife attacks around the Eltham area. Four weeks before Lawrence's death, Dobson and Neil Accord were involved in a racist attack on a black teenager, Kevin London, whom they verbally abused and attempted to stab. Neil's brother, Jamie, was accused of stabbing teenagers Darren Witham in May of 1992 and Darren Giles in 1994, causing Giles to have a heart attack. The stabbing of two more victims were linked to Neil and Jamie, David Norris and Gray Dobson in March of 1993. Within three days of the crime, the prime suspects were identified. However, no arrests were made until over two weeks after the murder. Detective and Superintendent Brian Weedman, the officer who had been leading the murder investigation from its third day and who would ultimately lead the murder squad for 14 months, explained to the public that part of the reason no arrest had taken place by the fourth day after the killing was that he had not known the law allowed arrest upon reasonable suspicion, a point of basic criminal law, truly. So obviously he was covering what? for those guys. Yeah, basically he thinks that you didn't, you couldn't arrest somebody on suspicion of I'm like, what? It's like, what? It happens every day. Every day. On May 7th, 1993, the Court brothers and Dobson were arrested. Norris turned himself into the police and likewise arrested three days later. Knight was arrested on June 3rd. Neil Accord picked out of an identity parade and Luke Knight was charged with the murder on May 13th. But the charges were dropped on January 29th, 1993, citing insufficient evidence. An internal review was opened in August of 1993 by the Metropolitan Police. On April 16, 1994, the Crown Prosecution Service stated that they did not have enough sufficient evidence for murder charges against anyone else, despite a belief by the Lawrence family that new evidence had been found. In September of 1994, Lawrence's family initiated a private prosecution against the initial two suspects and three others, Jamie Court, Gary Dobson, and David Norris. The family was not entitled to legal aid and a fighting fund was established to help pay for forensic evidence and the cost of tracing and re-interviewing witnesses. The family was represented by counsel Michael Mansfield, QC, who worked pro bono. The charges against Jamie Accord and David Norris were dropped before the trial for lack of evidence. On April 23, 1996, the remaining suspects were acquitted of murder by a jury at the Central Criminal Court after the trial judge, the Honorable Justice Curtis, ruled that the identification evidence given by Dwayne Brooks was unreliable. The McPherson report endorsed the judgment, stating that Justice Curtis could have probably reached only one conclusion and there was no satisfactory evidence available. So, in short... No one has been charged with this young man's murder, even with witnesses. And I mean, the person also there at the the attack, which was uh, Mr. Brooks, mm-hmm. his parents. This is Stephen Lawrence's parents flew him back his body back to Clarendon, Jamaica, where he was laid to rest. That's crazy. So I'm thinking like this was this happened in what year? 93. Lord knows how many other people they've terrorized because they've just been out, just allowed to be out and they're getting away with the shit. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there is no speculation about this case, right? There's little to discuss. Yeah. We know that these guys killed. We know that these five men killed Stephen Lawrence at the time. And this just comes down to them just, you know, wanting to preserve their life and not, quote unquote, ruin their life. And, you know, claiming that there was lack of evidence and whatnot when three witnesses plus Dwayne Brooks, you know, were at the at the there at the time of the attack. So there were three witnesses besides him, besides mm-hmm. Brooks. Yes. Damn. Yes. Uh, this was I mean, they have a I think there's a national Stephen Lawrence Awareness Day in the UK. And so this is how this story came about. And I was able to just do some research on it. Did research that a few or two of the attackers still live in that on that road where he passed away in that area and they walk by people walk by them every day and nothing has you know happened to them so it's so crazy that they've made a whole day for him like an awareness day and these motherfuckers are still just out and about yes like nobody wants to reopen the case and like what yes i did and i think in in later on a few years later five suspects refused to answer any questions when they were asked to do an interview and they refused to ask answer any questions claiming privilege against self-incrimination so i'm like what yeah, i mean they're basically telling on themselves here well i mean yeah like <laughs> my god earth is ghetto come get us please somebody yes yes can we do that that would be nice i'm down y'all hear that <laughs> <laughs> I know you hear us. Come on down. Can you hear me? <laughs> this is St- uh, Stephen Lawrence murder, a timeline of how the story unfolded. BBC and BBC Straw announces inquiry to Lawrence's murder. BBC, um, some Wikipedia and the Independent Press Association. Lawrence murder suspect jailed for dealing. Those are some references. Okay. Fun dip. Yes. All right. So as it is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, I've decided to find a quote from an Asian American woman. So from Margaret Cho, comedian Margaret Cho, she says, love is the big booming beat, which covers up the noise of hate. Yes, it's true. I like it. All right. Do you have any more news this week? Mm, um, no, ma'am. Hey, y'all, we will be dropping another episode on the actual allotted day of Friday. So it will be a double episode week. And that may also be a mini episode. I don't think we've decided yet for sure, but we'll get that to y'all. And thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. And tell your friends about us and shit. Tell your friend, tell the friend. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.